0: we're all nerds in our own right some people are nerds about cars food stocks movies and so on alex nix and chris wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports
1: what is going on everybody and welcome to the average sports Nerds podcast alex nix here joined by chris wilson as always today we're going to be talking about week four in the nfl Another great week of football. Happy it, it, it hap- it's it's still going on. Uh, there was a little scare with COVID. Uh, a game was postponed due to COVID-19. A couple of players had to sit out due to COVID-19 and testing positive, that being Cam Newton, the, the big name there. But everybody else is, uh, is healthy and okay, testing negative. So football was still played. And super excited to talk about week four and, and how the league is starting to shape up twenty five percent through the through the calendar or through the football season, so what's going on chris
0: yeah what's going on everyone? um you know four weeks through the season, it's crazy how fast the nFL season goes by you know it's it's great in the sense that you know every game is important uh one loss could be the difference in the season you know or a tie. so yeah. Definitely. Right now, it's 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 a difference for one team, that's for sure. But um, yeah, so you know, I'm sad that it's going so quickly, but I'm also you know just happy to be right in the thick of things.
1: Absolutely. So let's just get right into it. Uh, we we we're gonna go through the spread and our picks like we did like we did last week, and we're gonna do every week. Uh, we're just gonna get started here. So the first game we're gonna talk about was the Colts traveling to Chicago to play the Bears. The Colts were two and a half point favorites on the road. The Colts won 19 to 11 really, really weird score of a game. Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to watch any of the early games. I was asleep because I'm on nights. So I, I went to bed around 11 a.m. and woke up around 6 p.m. So I missed almost all of Sunday's action. Um, so anyway, I, I got to watch all the highlights and and catch up and everything. So the bears, from what I saw, did not look good on offense with Nick Foles. Coming in there. And I wanted, you know, I wanted to put everybody who said the Eagles would be better with Nick Foles. I wanted to put them on blast just to prove a point. But I'm going to wait because Carson Wentz doesn't look that hot either. I'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But regardless, the Bears didn't look good. Uh, the Colts defense is still really, really good. And the Colts just grinded out a win as as good teams do. And the Colts are a good team right now.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say about Nick Foles. You know, right now, the Colts' defense is number one in the NFL, actually. I was surprised to see that. But they've really played good after that first week debacle against the Jaguars. Um, You know, I need to start putting some more respect on the Colts. Uh, I was disappointed, though, in Nick Foles and the Bears' offense in general. Um, You know, outside of Allen Robinson, that guy's a stud. But uh, this offense is you know all year i feel like they're gonna struggle you know even if it's Foles or trubisky uh they just they lack weapons in my opinion um i know Anthony miller's all right uh jimmy graham you know to me he's he's, he's washed done, yeah he's been washed for a few years now and i just i'm not a big david montgomery fan like a lot of people seem to be so you know outside of Allen robinson and a little bit of Anthony miller he's not like great or anything but i just think he's a solid receiver I think this team really struggles and I don't I don't think Matt Nagy is the offensive mind that uh people expected him to be when he got this job. So uh, yeah. the Bears at 3 and 1 they're definitely a very concerning 3 and 1 I sh- I would say. And the Colts at 3 oh, and yeah. 1 the other way are looking looking like a well-oiled machine at least defensively.
1: Yeah, I mean we we said before that the Bears were frauds at being 3 and 0. Um and I think it showed in this game. And I think it'll continue to show as the season moves forward. But you know, uh,
0: yeah, I thought they were frauds, but I didn't, I didn't think they were this bad offensively.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. But like you said, the Colts do have the best defense in league, right. As of right now, or in terms of yardage per game, Uh, they just don't let people move the ball on them and that's what you need to do. So, but Phillip rivers, he didn't turn the ball over. He only had 190 yards passing but he didn't turn it over and that's that's what's important um there just wasn't much offense at all in this game really just for either team so whichever had whichever team had a better bad offense won and that was the the Colts
0: um, yeah they got down into field goal range more so they, mm-hmm. they won the game yeah
1: not really much else to say other than the Bears are people need to be worried about the Bears and the Colts are I think are starting to you know um make people think about them more seriously, as Chris said. So moving on, the New Orleans Saints travel to Detroit, play the Lions, and I picked, oh wait, before we move on, I I forgot to to say who we picked. I picked the Colts to cover at two and a half, uh, and Chris picked the Bears uh, at plus two and a half. Uh, And yeah, I was right, he was wrong for once. But, <laughs> um, the Saints traveled to Detroit to play the Lions. the The Saints were four point favorites on the road, and you know for the first half it looked good. You know they went up. They were down fourteen. Yeah, they went down 14-0 fourteen to nothing pretty quickly. Right, the Saints were down fourteen nothing, and then. The Lions to do what the Lions do. They this is their third double-digit lead. I think by I think it was 17-17, and now 14 uh, that they gave up, and the Saints came back and won 35-29. Uh, Matt Patricia, it, he just he's not the guy. Uh, I feel I really do feel bad for Matt Stafford because he he balls out whenever he's healthy. He does have pretty bad turnovers throughout his career, but he just hasn't had good system around him and good coach around him long enough. The last, the last coach they had that was solid was, was Jim Caldwell. He was only there for a season and they went nine and seven and got fired. Um, which I don't understand, especially since Matt Patricia has been here three years now and his record is 10, 25 and one over those three years. And especially after giving up three huge leads, Three and three out of the uh, three of the first four games this year, they've been in the league looking like they're going to win the game, and then they just blow it. So, I feel for Matt Stafford. Matt Patricia needs to go, and uh, people are going to start to realize that the Saints are not gone yet. People started to write them off too early, but they are still here to fight and try and get that Super Bowl appearance for the NFC.
0: Yeah, um, you know, starting with the Lions and their problems. Uh, I think it's definitely bigger than Matt Patricia. This team, they never seem to put a good roster together. They never have a good run game. They never have a good defense. Um, You know, the seasons that they've been relevant these last, you know, since Matt Stafford's been there, it's pretty much all been because Matt Stafford's been able to put up big points. And they had
1: Calvin Johnson.
0: Yeah, I was going to say good receiving weapons. Because even now they still have Galladay uh Marvin Jones is no scrub. That's true. So I mean they they usually keep good receivers, but outside of that, this team, you know, since since as probably ever, because even when Barry Sanders was there and, you know, they just can't put together a good roster. I don't know what's wrong. You know, it's a little bit of that maybe it's that like the Washington football team. I feel like, you know, no matter what we do, uh, you know, we we can try to draft. It, it just doesn't go well. We we can try to acquire players in free agency. It just it never works out. Um, yeah. So, I, I I think it's bigger than Matt Patricia, but he's definitely not not helping at all.
1: Yeah. So, I, I think
0: give, giving up leads is definitely definitely a lot of coaching.
1: I think if they would have given Jim Caldwell uh, more time, I think they they could have been a little bit more relevant. I Absolutely. Just, I, I, I just thought don't, he was actually a good coach. Uh, yeah, I just don't think. Do, Patricia is a good coach. I mean, he's pointing fingers. I, th- I believe I, I heard him say in the press conference, or I heard, or read him say that when he got there, when he got to Detroit, it wasn't a good situation, so he needs time or something like that, something along those lines. When when you got there, the record was nine and seven, and you barely have one more win than that over three years. So, right.
0: You you made it worse. It's
1: yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, now last year they Matt Stafford was hurt, but even still, one one more win in three years for for yeah yeah it's <laughs> pretty impressive. Then what of, Jim Caldwell you know, had is not good, uh, and he I think he just I think he needs to go.
0: Yeah, at some point from a coaching perspective, you have to you know have some results on the field it, yeah. eventually. You it's know,
1: it's 20 fingers.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. As the coach, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's it's pretty much your fault if you win or lose Yeah, because either you put the players in position to succeed or you didn't, and he's not doing that, obviously.
1: Right. So the Lions are just a mess. I I have a friend who's a Detroit fan he's from the the Detroit area, and, you know, we talk about sports, and I'm sitting here complaining about the Eagles, and he's always telling me I don't want to hear anything from you because he hasn't even seen a playoff win, and that puts things in perspective for me. Um, so, yeah, I feel for him, but and I feel for all Lions fans. And the Lions are just a mess. And I don't, I don't know how to fix it other than selling the team to get new ownership.
0: Yeah, and the, the worst part, you know, I don't want to harp on them too long, but the worst part is that they actually have had who I think is a good quarterback in Matt yeah. Stafford. Yeah, and they just pretty much have wasted his whole career away.
1: Yep. Just like they've done
0: with all their good players.
1: Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Enough on them. Uh, Moving on to a team that I think Chris and I got jumped on the bandwagon a little too early. Uh, That is the Arizona Cardinals. They traveled to Carolina to play the Panthers. The the Cardinals were three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, and they lost uh, by 10. So, you know, it wasn't that close of a game, I I think. I don't know. Um, but the Panthers, man, <laughs> I think we slept on the Panthers a little bit too much, and this new coaching staff and Teddy Bridgewater, and I, and I think we jumped on the the Cardinals' bandwagon a little too fast.
0: Uh, yeah, that, I was gonna say pretty much exactly that. Um, this game was the most surprising. Well, yeah. I, I shouldn't say the most surprising; it was one of the most surprising to me for sure. Oh, for
1: me it was. For me it was.
0: Um, just because you know, without Chris McCaffrey. I didn't think this Panthers team was a very, very good yeah, team. Yeah, they're two and zero
1: without him. <laughs> yeah,
0: zero two with him, two and zero without him. Yeah, it's it's, cr- it's crazy how that stuff works. Sometimes and it's not. It's but, not like
1: the offense is that much different because Mike Davis still got twenty one touches. He had sixteen carries and five receptions. So I mean, that's what Christian McCaffrey would get. So I don't.
0: Yeah, they're you're, they're literally. It's like they just like are like all right, well. We don't have Christian McCaffrey, but we're going to play the exact same way. Next man up. Mike Davis, yeah, next man up. Kudos to them. It's working. Um, Yeah, it
1: really is. Kyler Murray, uh, he had three touchdowns, but he only threw it for 133 yards. He ran for 78 yards, though, on the ground, which is, you know, what Kyler Murray does. But DeAndre Hopkins only had 40 yards, and he was the 41 yards, and he was the leading receiver on the game. With 41 yards in seven catches, I don't. I I need to really really watch. They
0: didn't go down the field at all. Yeah, I
1: really need to watch, you know, the, the longer, the extended highlights of the game to see exactly, you know, the, the longer version of the game to see exactly what happened in this game to really know. But that's the, those are just really surprising numbers um, for this Cardinals offense, who we thought were, were going to be a top five offense in the league, and it looked like they were going to after two weeks. But past two weeks have not been. Have not been that what at all so they need to fix their fix their offense get back to what they were doing and get Kenyon drake more involved man he has not done it he, he 13 hey. carries 34 35 yards i mean I, they're getting him involved he's just not doing good when he gets the ball i don't know what's going on there
0: well, two things i would say for the Cardinals. Uh, first thing, you know, I talked about after the first couple of weeks how they were using DeAndre Hopkins in the screen game a lot, and that I like that. But now I feel like they've fallen too much in love with it. They've been going to him on a lot more screens. Uh, they used Chase Edmonds. He had six targets out of the backfield. And, you know, your point about Kenyon Drake, I think that that's a big part of his game is catching the ball out of the backfield. And I'm—he I, I, has five targets on the season through four games.
1: Yeah, he didn't, catch, he didn't catch a single ball. on Sunday.
0: Yeah. So I'm. My point really is that they're—they're they're using the screen game, but they're not using Kenyon Drake in the screen. They like they're using the screen game. They need to use it less, and they need to get it more to Kenyon Drake. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like it's. Um, I think they just got to retool. I do think that they're a better football team than they have been playing these last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it. this is, you know, kind of our, our problem with them. We, we, we were concerned, you know, I thought they could, could be a good team if they got it together, but we, I was concerned about the defense. The defense hasn't been terrible, but they're just not a consistent team yet. They're still pretty young.
1: Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think they'll, I think they'll start to get back to what they were doing before. Um, they still have, I think, the entire NFC East to play, so those are some <laughs> probably somewhat easy wins for them, or at least are uh, they played? They already played Washington, so they have the other three teams. But uh, yeah, yeah, when, that's
0: that's good medicine for struggling teams. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Unless, but, yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, no. The last thing I wanted to say is um, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I gotta I gotta put him on blast a little bit. This is the third straight week he he's recorded one tackle each week. Um, he was supposed to be, you know, right behind Chase Young as, you know, defensive players coming out in this year's draft. Hopefully, yeah, wasn't,
1: he, wasn't he a top six pick, I want to say? top uh,
0: Seventh overall.
1: Seventh, okay.
0: Yeah, so, you know, he's supposed to be doing more. Uh, um, like I said, I'm not a coach or anything, you know, I'm not a Cardinals fan, so I haven't been watching their games, you know, closely to see if he's been on the field that much or, you know, what the problem is, but... Um that's that's very disappointing. I thought that he would be an impact player as a rookie this year.
1: Yeah, I and, think everybody did and
0: yeah. yeah, they gotta they gotta figure out a way to get him uh more involved on defense.
1: And moving on to the Jaguars traveling up north to play Cincinnati and Joe Burrow got Joe Mixon the ball and Joe Mixon did what Joe Mixon does when you get him the ball against a bad defense, and Joe Mixon had a huge game, the game that I know his fantasy owners have been waiting for. Uh, the Bengals won. Um, one second, I gotta find the score. Bengals won thirty-three to twenty-five. Uh, they had a huge third quarter, seventeen points in the third quarter, which really gave them which really gave them the game. Uh, Joe Burrow three hundred yards, touchdown. He did throw an interception. But Joe Mixon, 25 carries, 151 yards, and two touchdowns, averaging six six to carry. And he also had six perceptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown in the air. That's just a 200-yard game, three touchdowns. What That's what you need your best players to do. And he did it. He's just, he's he's one of the best running backs in the league for a reason. Um, and it's finally, finally happened for him. He finally had the game that he needed. And the Jaguars are one and three. That's where we thought they'd be. After, you know, we were all surprised by that 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 game in week one. I was
0: gonna say I thought they'd be zero and four,
1: right? But uh, anyway, the Bengals right there one two and one got Joe, got Joe Burrow his first win, and that's all you need. And maybe, maybe they get some momentum now. Who knows? Their division yeah. is tough, but uh, that's all you need to do is get his, your rookie your rookie new franchise quarterback his first win, and you never know what. what what the season may hold. But, yeah, I'm happy for him, happy for the Bengals, and the Jaguars, they stink.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, my, my analysis game would be real quick. Uh Jaguars suck. They're just not a very good team. Uh, we, we knew that. So, moving on, the Bengals, Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in this league. He's uh, looking pretty good week in and week out. Um, of course, you know, he's still a rookie. I don't really – hold interceptions and turnovers that much against him. You know, I just want to see yeah. solid flashes and, you know, you know, just that – does he look the part? Does he look like he's a, a franchise quarterback out there or does he look like, you know, he he has no business being out there? So, he looks the part. Um, so, yeah, shout out to him. Joe Mixon is going to dominate bad defenses when they play them. And, yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, when you talk about rookie quarterbacks and interceptions, just – and you think that he's throwing them a lot just know that peyton manning threw almost 30 in his rookie season and look at the career he had so things turn around for for the great ones and joe burrow has definitely has potential for that so yeah
0: exactly uh, just yeah to me it's it's a lot less you know about stats for rookies and just more about understanding their, their presence on the field yeah understanding yeah. really are they are they commanding the offense
1: they you just know? gotta learn the game that's it yeah, and
0: he looks like he's doing. He looks like a, better than that. You know, he's putting up solid stats and he's commanding the offense really good. So yeah, he is. Yeah.
1: So moving on, this is this game made me really happy to see the score when I woke up. Uh, <laughs> the Browns went into Dallas and put up forty nine points and beat the Cowboys forty nine to thirty eight. Just made me so happy. Uh, Dallas drops to one and three. The Browns go up to three and one. Um. We we kept saying it from the beginning of the season. Feed these running backs the ball. Let the run game win you the games for the Browns. Don't make Maker Mayfield do a lot, and you will win a lot of your games. Because your defense has a guy by the name of Miles Garrett who has a strip sack and three straight games who will probably be up there in the defensive player of the year voting if he continues to, to go like this. And the, the, I just, I'm just i happy for the Browns. I'm finally, they have, they're finally figuring out how to win games. And it's not like the Cowboys are terrible. I know they're 1-3, right? And their defense has shown time and again that they aren't good. But Dak Prescott put up 500 yards, and the Cowboys put up 38 points, and the Browns are finding ways to win these games. Now, now Dallas did get within three points after going down well. 41 just, to 14
0: was, yeah 41 14 going into the fourth and, and then dallas and then almost did it again honestly they
1: scored three straight touchdowns it got it uh to 41 to 38 right um yeah and then dallas decided to there was over two minutes left and they still had two timeouts i think or at least one um enough time for you to get a defensive stop and get the ball back but they they decided to do a, an onside kick and this time The onside kick didn't work because the guys actually jumped on the ball when you're supposed to. Um, (laughs) And then uh, Odell Beckham sealed it with a, with a crazy, crazy, what was it? A reverse, right?
0: Yeah. End around something like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Odell Beckham had a huge game. He had three touchdowns total, two in the air. One, that one to end it with that reverse. Baker Mayfield only had 165 yards, which is nothing in the NFL today. And they, they, the Browns ran it for a total of 307 yards. I mean, that's all you got to do if you're the Browns. I'm going to keep saying it. So, uh, Cowboys 1-3, and three, They their defense is absolutely atrocious. I said this when we were talking about defenses, when we were talking about the NFC East in the prediction show, that their defense isn't good. I kept trying to tell everybody their defense isn't good. I did not think they were this bad, but their defense is terrible and it's keeps on showing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. But by default, they're still going to end up winning this division. I full, full-heartedly believe that because their defense isn't good, but the offenses in this division are very bad.
1: That is very true.
0: So, you know, do I, do, do I have any faith that the Washington football team or the New York football giants are gonna, are going to put up big points against them? No, and that to me that's four wins for them. And then you know the Eagles, I have my concerns if they're going to be able to put up big points. You know without without a good offensive line, um, you know Dallas defense is very bad. But yeah, you guys also got to keep up with their offense. No, so yeah, you're right. I still, like I said, you know they're they're st- they're one and three, uh, half game out on the division right now. Uh, I'm still picking them to win this division, even though they have terrible defense. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is proving that he is definitely a franchise quarterback, yeah. you know, just go out and throw off for 500 yards, even if, you know, Dude. even if it's garbage time, like you guys, like a lot of people are like, say, how bad is he
1: making Jerry Jones look right now?
0: Completely foolish. You know, it's seriously, this is what happens. You know, you, you can't franchise tag a quarterback. Um, that's how I feel now we've seen it even with Kirk cousins. Uh, just the fact that, you know, we as the Washington team, we couldn't keep him because we had franchised him, and there's no possible way that a quarterback is going to look completely terrible, you know, on an offense that they've been with for that long, you know, and they're solid enough that that you're franchising them, so they're, you know, it's just a bad move. Uh, you really got to get is. your quarterback locked up, even if it if it comes back to bite you in a Jared Goff type of situation, something like that. You know, you, you just got to get out there ahead of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the 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 good thing about the Eagles is, I mean, you know, Carson isn't playing like that, but they paid him before Deshaun Watson got his money, before Mahomes got his money and before Dak got his. So now Dak is going to want similar money to Watson. And I'm not going to say he's going to want similar money to Mahomes because that is something completely different, but he's going to but want If he to... throws
0: for more yards this year, he might start asking for that. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's on pace for 6,000. It's ridiculous.
0: I've I, I seen like 6,700. or something. It's he ridiculous. would completely shatter all the records.
1: If if he keeps going like this, yeah, he's gonna want a lot of money. And he deserves it. I mean, I I I, I still have my doubts with Dak in terms of big game moments, but he's he's putting up the yards. He's starting to prove me wrong with his accuracy. Um, because I just didn't think he was accurate.
0: I will say this, though. The best throw of this game didn't come from Dak no, or not. Baker Mayfield. It
1: came from Jarvis Landry, 37-yard yes. bomb to Odell Beckham. Who was, yeah, was the Browns great.
0: pulled out the trick plays on this. So he, mm-hmm. he, I didn't even know he was left-handed, but, uh, you know, <laughs> rolling to his left on, on the move,
1: left, he he's delivered coming out a
0: dart to Odell Beckham. I,
1: yeah.
0: I, I started thinking, hey, maybe if Baker Mayfield doesn't work out, he, <laughs> he might be the second-best option. Like most, most position players aren't making that throw. They probably would have just pulled it down and ran with
1: it. Oh yeah, like, that's a great throw. It was it was impressive. Yeah, but uh, Nick Chubb yeah. got
0: hurt too. We, we should mm. should bring that up.
1: Yeah, he's on he's on IR for at least th- at least three weeks. I think it was an MCL sprain. For her, yeah, right?
0: at least three weeks. But what I'm you know I've been hearing it's probably hearing like that. It's four probably, to six, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hearing five or six weeks. He's gonna be off for a little while. So Kareem Hunt gonna take over the backfield, and this guy Dearness Johnson came in. Thirteen for ninety-five on the ground. <laughs> yeah, seven point three a carry. He was look. Like, he looked good. I mean, like you said, it's Dallas defense, but like, hey, he looked pretty good.
1: He did. He definitely did.
0: Browns O line looked good. I should say. I should. Give oh him yeah. More credit
1: as a lot of people said they would. A lot of O line experts said that this Browns offensive line should be up there with the best in the league. And he, right now. around with the injuries to the Eagles and the Cowboys. I don't know who has a better offensive line.
0: Yeah, because the Colts aren't looking up to what yeah. we thought they would be, you know.
1: Right. So, anyway, Browns, good, happy for them. So happy the Cowboys lost. Every, every time we see that star have an L next to it, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, anyway. Be- be- not,
0: beautiful. Not to, be too, not to be
1: too biased or anything, but Dallas sucks. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <Facts>. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings travel to Houston. The Viking or the Texans were four and a half point favorites. I don't think they're going to be favored in any more games this year. Uh, <laughs> they the result of this game uh, ended up with Bill O'Brien getting fired, Texans head coach slash GM, as he should have done a while ago. Some of the worst you know, we're going to keep bringing it up some of the worst trades we've ever seen. And they don't they yeah, don't if I was the have, owner I
0: would have pulled the plug when he made that DeAndre Hopkins trade out I said hold up they veto uh, I didn't yeah. approve this uh, get out of town like what what is this man doing? you know
1: you know what they did they set up the Vike the Dolphins for major success they don't have a first round pick this year they don't have a second round pick this year they don't have a first round pick this year and a second round pick next year oh Jesus at least theirs. I think they I don't know what I don't know what year they got the Cardinals second round pick when they traded Hopkins to them. It was probably this year, but they don't have their own
0: I think it might have first
1: and second round picks. Uh and they're gonna be 0-4, they're not gonna be good. So they're gonna be high draft picks. And it's just gotta feel for Deshaun Watson. Um this team isn't good. They're 0 4. The Vikings won. As I you know, obviously that they're 0 4. So and the Vikings, the Vikings got the cover. They won by eight. So I was right. Chris was wrong. Yay!
0: Yeah, and I, uh, I I was gonna say about the Texans. I saw that they have the highest payroll in the league for players right now. So they're not in an enviable spot. Uh, this could be an interesting situation for uh, you know the new coach. Um, you know he's gonna be coming into a situation where he can't really draft to improve the team. Uh, it's gonna be hard to move in free agency to improve the team, and. But you do have a franchise quarterback. So, you know, that's usually the hardest thing to find. So it's gonna be interesting. We'll see what happens with them. I'm I'm kinda interested in seeing, you know, who comes in there after this season and and how they how they work to turn this around.
1: Yeah, that isn't saying that they have the highest payroll. I see I have a tweet right here that has the top ten payrolls and uh according to, to J at Jason O T C which is uh over the cap, he is um, he's a salary cap and contract expert and the Texans have the number one payroll in the NFL this year at $253.9 million. The next closest team is the Cowboys at 244 and then the Eagles at 242 and then I'll, I can keep I can talk about the rest later but the Texans they're only four have the highest payroll in the league they're just not their future is not looking good at all and I honestly. They're going to be bad for a long time. J.J. Watt's old. They don't have Hopkins anymore. They just don't, they don't have any first-round picks to make a difference, and they can't really do much in free agency if, they, if their salary cap situation is that dire. So it's going to be tough for them for a while.
0: This might be a uh, Matthew Stafford, Detroit Lions situation for Deshaun Watson.
1: I certainly hope not. Certainly hope not.
0: Yeah, at least for the next few years. Yeah. But and he just signed a deal. He can't even go he anywhere. Can't yeah.
1: leave stuff. I'm sure somebody would trade for him, but I, I have a feeling that there's going to be dead cap in that for the Texans if they do trade him. So that's yeah. tough.
0: Before we move off this game, though, I did want to mention Justin Jefferson.
1: Uh, we do we have to just to, yeah, just a little bit, just just, just, just to rub it in. No, nah, not more. not even
0: for that. It was more so because <laughs> you know after I think it was after week one or week two. We gave them a lot of flack because Stefan Diggs had more receiving yards than their whole team. You're right. We did. So I I, I wanted to be fair to the Vikings. Justin Jefferson is looking like, you know, these last two weeks, he's looking like a solid replacement for Diggs. So it's making the move look a lot better, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, I still wouldn't have
0: traded away Diggs. but
1: It just hurts for me whenever I hear his name because – we didn't take him. Now, I know Jalen Rager is hurt, and I know he was probably the best option for the team schematically because we need the speed. He's faster than Justin Jefferson. But we also need a true number one receiver, and Justin Jefferson looks like he can be that guy. So
0: Alshon Jeffrey will be back. Hopefully this week. You know, I grabbed him in a couple of fantasy leagues. I think he's that medicine that you guys don't know you need, but you need.
1: I, I, you know what? I hope you're right. I hope – but, anyway, we'll talk about the Eagles in a little bit Um, and their receiving situation. But, uh, yeah, anyway, the Seattle Seahawks traveled to Miami to play the Dolphins. Um, Seahawks were six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. They covered barely. They won by eight, I believe. Um, Russell Wilson is – Yeah,
0: 31-23.
1: Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. I mean Dolphins
0: you know, fought hard in this game. They,
1: they did. They did. They, I mean this is what they do under Brian Flores. I Man, they fight they fight hard. Brian Fitzpatrick, you can't have Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball forty five times and expect to win it. Um he had two interceptions.
0: Yeah, he wasn't Fitz Magic this week.
1: Nope. So
0: he had a rushing touchdown though.
1: Devontae Parker had ten catches for 110 yards. So yeah, he was he was really good, but it's just Seattle, man. They're they're an elite team in the league right now. Russell Wilson is the MVP through through the first quarter of the year, so uh, nah, I don't really think there's any debate with that at all. I mean, he's not. I wouldn't say he's better than Mahomes, but he's definitely playing better than Mahomes right now, and he's definitely the MVP. So, kudos to them.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say this. This guy DK Metcalf is is kind of weird. Uh, every game so far, he's had four catches, which you'd be like, have four catches," but in every game, he's had at least 92 yards. And uh, yeah, he, his four catches are, are, you know, better than most guys, eight or nine catches for the game. Like this, this guy is incredible. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, as you can probably tell from how happy I am about it, I do have him on some some fantasy teams. And DK Metcalf is great, guys.
1: If you if you could see my face right now, you'd see the disdain and just the disgust that I have because the Eagles drafted a guy who has one catch this season. Not even – no, he doesn't even have a catch in the season over him, over DK, and uh, it's just – anyway, yeah. Hey,
0: hopefully this uh, helps you a little bit too. I, w- I wasn't going to pick DK where he was going in drafts. But doing our show and hearing you talk about him actually convinced me to pick him so.
1: You're thank You're thank you for
0: that. Uh now I'm dominating the league. So <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> I, I just had a feeling, man, just watching him play. Just had a feeling. But uh anyway, yeah, I mean, no, you know, back to this game, Russell Wilson is fantastic and that's really all you got to say with if they're going to if an elite team plays a team towards the bottom of the league, just you know what's going to happen here. Um and yeah, Seattle got the job done. So,
0: shout out to Chris Carson for gutting it out too. I didn't. Yeah, it was it was fifty fifty if he was gonna play. Ended up with sixteen carries for eighty yards and a couple touchdowns.
1: Yeah, so tough guy. The Chargers, the staying in Florida, the Chargers came down and uh, they went across the country in Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Uh, it didn't look really good at all for the, for the Buccaneers. They were down twenty four to seven. Twenty four to seven. I believe it was the third quarter or the second quarter. And then here comes that guy wearing number 12, who is the goat and Tom Brady. And the Chargers came back, won the game 38 to 31. Uh, give give the Chargers credit because the Buccaneers came and took the lead and then the Chargers went and took it right back. But then the, the Buccaneers got it back again. Um, so it was just one of those games where Tom Brady just shows he's the guy. And Bruce Arians was saying that if – that was a game they played last year they definitely would have lost they would have had no chance but having a guy just having his leadership having his his prowess everything about Tom Brady you're gonna win games like that when you go from Brady to Jameis Winston so give the Bucks credit give the Chargers credit too uh for putting up 31 points on the road at during a one o'clock window uh you know I playing at one o'clock for west coast teams so playing really at 10 a.m for them i'm sure it's 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 a lot different than playing at four o'clock eastern time obviously uh it's just yeah it's harder just to get that schedule going to get a routine with those games but give justin herbert credit 290 yards three touchdowns they didn't really get anything good done on the ground game that i think that's just a credit to the the front seven of the buccaneers they're fantastic and, uh, yeah,
0: this Bucks yeah. defense has been great. Um, yeah. They're fourth right now, total defense.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, just a tough, tough team to go against. Like you said, they got the Hall of Famer, uh, six-time champion Tom Brady. Uh, outside of his one pick six, that was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, he he was sensational. You know, he played a a fantastic game. They didn't have Godwin. Um, you know, Mike Evans had had a good game. Actually, and not just getting those short touchdowns. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was seven for one twenty two in the yeah, touchdown. Yeah, what is he? At?
1: He has what five or six touchdowns already on the year?
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm not I'm not sure. It's one of those on I can't
1: remember exactly. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he's he's been he's been solid. Uh Scottie Miller stepped up. Uh shout out to him. Um O. J. Howard went down in this game, which I think won't even really hurt them that much. They still got Gronk and and Cam Brate, who he came in, caught a touchdown, seems to be what he does. Uh, he he has a nose for the end zone. I feel like Cam Braid always figures out a way to get six, seven touchdowns on the season.
1: Yeah. Um, this good. Bucs
0: team's going to be good.
1: Yeah, Ronald Jones did a good job being that being the number one guy, 20 carries, 111 yards. That's all you need from your running back if you're going to be in a time Brady-led offense. Um, and, you know, Brady had five touchdowns, just fantastic, fantastic job. By them, and give credit to Bruce Arians for figuring it out, and and to Tom Brady for leading this team back because he didn't let them give up. And you know, football is a long game, as yeah. we as we see every week. So,
0: I mean, it was a little concerning that they did get down. Yes, yeah, so because I it was. I still feel like they haven't really beaten a, a like a pretty good team yet. So we'll have to see what happens when they face some stiffer competition. But mm-hmm. you know, as far as this game goes, yeah. I got, I got to give Justin Herbert a lot of credit. You know what? The same things I said about Burrow and just looking like a franchise quarterback, I think, you know, that can apply to Herbert, too. He's stepped in and exceeded my expectations dramatically. Like, he's he's looked really good.
1: Yeah, I think he's surprised a lot of people, except the guys who picked him, which is the Chargers front office. Uh, so, kudos to them for getting – for for appearing to be right so far so
0: yeah yeah it's it's still early in his career so you know yeah but it hey, looks good so far
1: like you said going back to los angeles the giants traveled to the uh traveled across the country to play the rams the rams were 13 point favorites we both picked the rams to cover just because the giants are just a bad football team and their offense showed that they're a bad football team but their defense held the rams 17 points the rams won 17 to 9 so we did not get that pick right but um I mean, I guess give credit to the giants or maybe just Rams. What are you doing? Why are you so inconsistent? I don't, I don't know how to, what to think of this game. They couldn't get anything done on the, on the ground. Jared Goff, 25 for 32 with 200 yards and a touchdown, nothing spectacular there. I don't know. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't even want to watch the highlights of this game simply because of how, you know, it just seems like it was a really bad game to watch. Uh, the Giants didn't score a single touchdown They had three field goals uh, It's just a bad game Really
0: Yeah, I'm there with you You know, I'm not really giving the Giants Too much credit yeah. uh, Their offense is is horrible Right down there, probably one of the worst Teams in the league uh, But their defense You know, they did step up Actually in this game, they outgained the The Rams in terms of total yardage so that that's good for them, I guess. Like you said, they could the Rams couldn't get the run game going, which was surprising against this Giants team. Yeah. Who hasn't looked very good. So we'll we'll see about that. Um one one thing that I thought that was very interesting is that the last two weeks, Daryl Henderson's looked very good and the offense has looked very good. And then this game, you know, they were struggling. They only gave him eight carries and they gave Malcolm Brown nine. So I was wondering, you know, maybe that had a little bit of a negative impact on the offense maybe daryl henderson's the better player and probably should be on the field more than malcolm brown so we'll see if that adjusts. you know maybe that might help him because malcolm brown also did have i'm looking here he had five receptions on eight on uh six targets so yeah they gotta they, they gotta get him out of the game i just don't feel like he's explosive and he's he's not good for the offense
1: yeah, I mean the Rams—they're just a very inconsistent offense. I don't understand it. Uh, at times they'll put up a lot of points, and then at other times they won't. Like this is this is exactly what they did last year and the year prior, even when they went to the Super Bowl. So I don't know what to think of them. Um,
0: I'm not concerned. They, they got a good dose of medicine coming this week. Who it's are they like playing? The Washington Football Team. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you know they'll be four and one. So they'll be they'll be feeling good.
1: Yeah, right behind Seattle. Yeah. But moving on, the uh, the Bills traveled to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. The Bills were three-point favorites on the road, um, which I was a little concerned about that line because the Raiders did beat the Saints, but they didn't look good last week against uh, the Patriots. And for a lot of this game, they didn't look good against the Bills. I mean, they were down 30-16 to 16 at one point. It was a close game, actually. And then they turned the ball over. The Bills do – the Bills did what all great teams do, and they put the game away in the fourth quarter. They got a touchdown to make it thirty to sixteen, and the Raiders go and score and make it thirty to twenty three. But there wasn't wasn't enough time left. Uh, the Bills, man, they're just a, a an elite. I'm gonna say it. They're in, they're an elite team right now. Uh, they have a top five offense. They have, a, I believe, they have a top five defense, um, and they just wait. Let me check that real quick. No, they don't have a top five defense, but they have a a very good defense. And I just think they're a really, really good team. And I think, I'm going to say this now, I don't think they're going to, but I think they have a better chance at beating Kansas City than the Ravens do. And I think they have the best chance of beating Kansas City at all this year. You said
0: because of style as a player?
1: Yes. Yes, the style of play. Yeah, they, they, they hold the ball. They have a. They play good defense. If if you can hold Mahomes, which no one can, but if you can contain them to you know twenty points, twenty four points, I think this Bills team has a chance. Uh, I think they have the best chance in the AFC of getting of getting past the Chiefs. I don't think it'll happen, but if I had to pick a team to do it, I'd pick the Bills. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I want to disagree. That's definitely a good pick, but yeah, I can't really think of anybody. Um, I did want to see what how what would have been different if the Patriots had had Cam Newton, because um, you know That's I didn't really watch true. most of the game last night, but um, you know the the Chiefs struggled a little bit offensively. They didn't have, they only put up 26 points? They didn't have their you know typical Pat, Patrick Mahomes explosion like, like most weeks. So I would like to see what happened if Cam Newton was there. You know they the the Patriots' quarterback play was very bad for most of the night, especially with Hoyer. He, yeah, he looks mean, like he he's, he's done whatever a little bit of talent he had seems to be gone. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, bills probably do have the best chance as of right now, but it's not gonna happen. Nobody's gonna beat the chiefs unless they beat themselves.
1: And I think the bills have a recipe for success for them to beat themselves. We'll see though.
0: We'll see. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to beat them at some point this season. Don't like, they're not going to go
1: 16 and 0, but. I mean, they might, man, they might. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't not like, I definitely see that as a possibility. I don't think it, I'm, I'm not saying that it can't happen. Um, I definitely think it's a possibility. I think the, the, as each week goes by, I think the probability gets closer and closer to them going 16 and 0, the more I see them play just because they're, the, their I offense feel, is so good.
0: I feel it. I just I don't know. You know, it's the NFL. Yeah, I'm not know. gonna pick them to lose any games. I'm gonna pick them to win every single week. But at some point, it's just gonna be one of those any given Sundays type not, of things. Yeah.
1: No, I, hear I, you. I
0: feel. I, I feel it. It just. You know, once they get to like maybe like 11 and 0 or something, I might, I might start getting a little a little hot and bothered.
1: Yeah, but no. Back to the Bills Raiders game real quick. Uh, the Raiders. I just, I, I guess I, I got a little too excited with them beating New Orleans and starting off 2-0. Uh, they, they lost two straight games to two good teams. Uh, Derek Carr, 311 yards, two touchdowns. But other than that, they didn't really do anything offensively. The, the ground game wasn't really uh, alive at all. Josh Jacobs 50, only averaged three yards a carry. Yeah,
0: this is like that's like three straight weeks now he's been.
1: That's not going to – That's not. that does not bode well for them if they're going to win a game. When, yeah, if, they, if, they need, if they're going to win, Josh Jacobs needs to get his yards in order for the offense to look good. Uh, shout out to Nelson Aguilar for a touchdown this week. I don't miss you. Uh,
0: <laughs> I heard the commentators talking when, I, when they flipped to this game about, you know, the Eagles. Oh, and, man. And how a no. lot of people wanted him gone so badly, but now, you know, with, with you guys' situation at receiver. I'd rather not have him. That's my, my I'd rather back.
1: I'd rather not have him. I really wouldn't. Um every time I do, I just think of he had two he had two game winning touchdown drops that he game winning touchdowns that he had dropped last year. So I don't want him. Nope. I don't care. I don't care. See, if he I feel
0: gets, like he's he's solid.
1: He is when he catches the ball. He just doesn't catch the ball consistently. See, here you go. Get me get get me going. Uh hey, he <laughs> caught, he caught all four of his targets this week. I mean he was fantastic in the Super Bowl. I in that That's in that sweet. entire year. I get it. But
0: Big, big part of that super bowl team.
1: Oh, huge. He had nine catches in the super bowl. I'm not going to say that he wasn't. Oh,
0: see, I didn't even know that. Yeah,
1: he was huge. If Nick see, Foles that's, didn't
0: That's the key. If Nick Foles didn't back.
1: If, <laughs> if Nick Foles didn't have the game he had, then I think Aguilar would have got MVP, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. That would uh, be crazy. Anyway, back to our picks. Uh the Raiders are just a mediocre team. The Baltimore Ravens traveled to Washington right down the street, down down 95. we uh, almost covered. <laughs> the Ravens were 13-point favorites on the road. We both picked the Ravens to cover. Uh, it was a 14-point game, 31-17, and it's pretty much ex- what you expected to happen. I mean, that's why Vegas picked them as a 13-point favorite. Uh, Lamar Jackson was what did what Lamar Jackson does the defense what their defense does or and Dwayne Haskins you know this Dwayne Haskins right now.
0: You know, with that being said, I, I do think Dwayne Haskins had one of the better games of his career, actually. Um, leaving this game, I as a Washington fan, you know, obviously I, I didn't expect us to win this one. So I was very pleased I was with, gonna say, yeah. With Dwayne Haskins. Um I don't think this game could have gone much better for us. We we weren't going to win. Like, so any of my Washington fans out there thinking, you know, this is a loser mentality. Like, I'm just being realistic here. You know, 32 for 45, 314. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers. He had a rushing touchdown at the end. Where, you know, it was kind of garbage time. But, like, hey, we're, I'm grasping this Charles here. My man hasn't looked. It hasn't looked great, but, you know, to throw for 300 and, and not turn the ball over, it's something, man. Like, I, And, I, you know, I watched Dan Orlovsky was breaking down a little bit of Dwayne Haskins' play, and he's he pointed out that on a lot of these routes, uh, whoever our offensive coordinator is, is is not doing a very good job because there's a lot of people in, in that are, in, like, very close together, very tight windows to throw the ball into, and they're just not setting them up well for success. And with that being said, I don't think he's playing too bad outside of the Cleveland game, so that that was good I thought Antonio Gibson looked pretty good in this game uh Kendall fuller got got two picks you know one off the r g three I was glad to see it you know <laughs> i don't I don't dislike r g three you know I love r g three for all the memories that he made for me that one season that he was amazing but you know, I didn't want him to come back and drop a bomb on us or something, which is what he tried to do in his first pass. So I was glad Kendall Fuller picked that off. But um, yeah, you know, we're without Chase Young. Um, I think, I think that they showed a little bit of a progress on Sunday. That's all you want. Point loss. That's all you want,
1: right, for a team that's been struggling for you know your entire life, and they finally have a coach who's a legitimate coach, and that's all you want.
0: Well, I'm, I'm. I'm not sold on this Rivera guy yet. Um, You know, I was very happy about the hire when they picked him up. But some of these decisions he's making, I I just don't understand it all. Uh, We were down 18. I'm pretty sure there was more than 10 minutes left in the game. It might have still even been the third quarter. I don't remember. We were down 18, and he decided that on fourth and goal at the 12-yard line that we should go for it. (laughs) And Haskins throws a a five-yard underneath route. He gets tackled at, like, the nine-yard line. And I just don't. I I there's no part of me that understands that decision. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Other than just kick, you know, kick the field goal and cut it to two possession game. Yeah. Even if you score a touchdown, it's still a, it's two, a two possession game. game. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I did, that was that was baffling to me. Yeah. And then the fact that he hasn't used timeouts, um, you know, in, in later game situations, and then he used one with about a minute and thirty seconds left in the game. This game when. This game was way out of reach. Like I, I, I don't understand right now what's going on. Uh, we gave up a, a fake punt on a fourth and long, that, uh, even the commentators saw it coming. And like, he was like, "Hey, you're gonna have to watch for the fake punt." You know, Sam Cock hasn't missed a pass in his career, and of course, what does he do? Drop back, throws a little that easy, you know, curl route. Like, I, I just, uh, it's it's the it's some of the same errors that have always seemed to happen with this team. And it's like, it's like I was saying with the Lions, it's like almost at some point you feel like that no matter who's the coach, like it just, nothing ever seems to change. Like
1: We'll see. I mean, I think you got to give it a little bit more time with Rivera, obviously, but I think, I still think he's a solid coach in the league.
0: Yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm just... I'm just complaining. <laughs>
1: just, just, just venting a little bit. It's all right. Yeah,
0: you know it's frustrating, man. Because you know we do have opportunity with that yeah. division being so bad, but you do.
1: You're only a half game out of first right now.
0: Only, only. It's just not going to happen for so. us. <laughs> no matter how great the opportunity. I think the rest of the teams could lose like every other game, except for when they play each other. Yeah. And and we still aren't going to win this division.
1: Yeah. But uh, we moving on. We, we already talked about the Patriots and Chiefs a little bit, um, but we'll talk about the the picks. Uh, I, the, the Chiefs were seven point favorites. Chris said he'll never pick against Chiefs. And, uh, you know, he's right. I picked the, I picked the Patriots under the assumption that Cam Newton was going to play. He didn't play. I, you know, if, if he played, I still think it's a different scenario I, or a result. I don't know. i like, I, th- like I said, when I picked last week. I think the Chiefs were going to win regardless, but I think it was going to be a much closer game if Cam Newton was there. I still believe that because the Chiefs' offense was struggling, like you said. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I guess I was wrong for that, but I'm going to put an asterisk ne- asterisk next to that because you know. Yeah, Cam yeah, we, wasn't there.
0: we definitely can't hold this one against you. You know, any team in the league, they lose their starting quarterback, um, except for maybe the Bears because they got two mediocre ones. Uh, you know, things are going to go bad. Yeah, Tyron Matthew had a pick six, you know. Yeah. They caught two other picks in the game. Uh, yeah, but and like the, you said, it only put six, up twenty
1: six. The pick six wasn't even the quarterback's fault. It was Julian Edelman's fault. He just dropped it and it went right to Matthew. So
0: Huh. Honestly, I didn't even, I, I didn't see the play. Yeah, Julian like I said, Edelman, I didn't catch much of this game it actually. Was, it
1: was like a like a short little out route or a flat, one of the, you know, one of those short routes and the ball went right through Edelman's hands. Matthew was right behind him. And it was just an easy run, run in. So yeah, but
0: yeah, it's rough. Like,
1: like I said, if Cam Newton was there, I think it's a little closer game. So I'm not, I'm not upset with picking wrong there. Uh, moving on to the current NFC East division leaders in the Philadelphia Eagles, they looked bad at the beginning of this game. <laughs> no, it, I mean the the Niners were seven point favorites, even with Nick Mullins at quarterback. Uh, A little bit disrespectful in my opinion, but I also picked – I agreed with Vegas because I picked the 49ers to win simply because of how bad the Eagles have looked. Uh, The Eagles have a bottom five offense in the league right now. They're 28th, I believe, 27th in the league in total offense right now, uh, even after this game. So, you know, I didn't really have much, much expectation, especially when Deshaun Jackson got ruled out. Alshon Jeffrey had a chance of coming back, but he didn't. Jalen Rager is already out. So they're pretty much back to the same receiving slop that they had at the end of last year. Uh, but they brought in someone new. You know, they had Greg Ward already. JJ Stegall, Whiteside, who doesn't have a catch on the year and has like two catches. This is his best game as an eagle. Um, he, was, he was ruled out. They had Greg Ward. They had Deontay Burnett. They had John Hightower, who's a rookie. Deontay Burnett was fresh off the practice squad. And they had this other guy who they just claimed off waivers. He was just cut by a team last week. And they just picked him up named Travis Fulgham. Travis that's, Fulgham. Was,
0: that's who I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Fulgham.
1: <laughs> was the man who was the Eagles' savior in that fourth quarter. Carson that, Wentz. He,
0: he caught an impressive touchdown.
1: I mean, the, the throw was perfect. The the catch was, you know, it was right on the money. Uh, and he stayed in bounds. I believe the Eagles were down by four or five. And then uh, Carson Wentz throws a perfect, perfect bomb to him. And, you know, when he caught it, I was actually shocked because that just hasn't happened this year. We haven't had a deep ball connect, whether it's inaccuracy or drops. So it's just. Hasn't happened. So when that happened, I was, you know, I was really happy. Obviously, uh, the Eagles. And then Nick Mullins throws a terrible pick six right to the Eagles linebacker Alex Singleton, which pretty much sealed the game. Uh, C.J. Beathard came in after that, and they went down and scored in like three minutes, which was really concerning. And then they had a they had a hail mary chance when they were down five. Uh, The 49ers did, and it was you know pretty close to getting completed. I saw a still image of it, and Darius Slay. Of, you know, the guy who we signed big money for uh, came in, made a huge deflection because there were like two or 3 four 49ers like right there to catch the ball. And Darius Slay was the only Eagles defensive back, back there <laughs> for some reason, like in great positioning and he knocked it away. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not too excited about this game. You know, I wasn't really excited even when the Eagles were winning throughout the game because I just had a feeling, you know, based on the past three weeks uh, that something was bad was going to happen. So, Um, I don't think that they're on the Cowboys level still. The Cowboys offense is still really, really good. The best offense in the league right now, statistically. So, yeah, uh, it's just, man. I mean, the Eagles defense, they're 10th in the league, and they lead the league in sacks. So that front seven, they're going to have to win win them some games, and this game is one that they won because they got in Nick Mullen's face. They sacked him five times. They caused him to to panic and – you know it worked, and that's exactly where a lot of the money is. They have three defensive tackles who are really high paid, um, and you know, it, but finally, 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 the Eagles get a win on the year, and somehow, some way, they're in first place. And you know what? I'm happy, but I'm also not, you know, super excited.
0: Yeah, my biggest takeaway from this game, you know, there there was an MVP. I feel like for the Eagles this tonight or whenever they played a couple of nights ago. And that was Nick Mullins. Uh, he was the best Eagles player on the field. Uh, he literally single-handedly, I feel like, gave the football game away. Um, credit to the Eagles, though. You know, they they, they took the game from them. They, you know, a lot of teams, you know, even with the turnovers, uh, you know, 49ers being a solid team, probably find yeah. a way to lose that game. Yeah. So I do have to give the Eagles some credit, but Nick Mullins was just, just terrible. Uh, turned the ball over, two picks, and he fumbled. Yeah. Like you said, the pick six, it couldn't have come at a worse time right after the Eagles just took the lead.
1: Yeah. One, one thing that he did do that you you have to do if he's in there is give George Kittle the ball. And oh, I, yeah. I said, at, you know, when we picked this game last week, that if you are a George Kittle fantasy owner, you better start him like not even. I mean, obviously, you saw him anyway, but expect a big game from him because the Eagles' linebacking core is terrible, and it proved that. I believe he had 35 fantasy points in a in a half PPR. So, I mean, yeah,
0: 15 catches for a 183 and a touchdown. Like,
1: yeah, and even had a,
0: <laughs> he even had a rushing attempt for eight yards. Yeah, he's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, while we're talking about Kittle, that's the difference between George Kittle and Zach Ertz. George Kittle is a dominant, dominant player when he's healthy. Zach Ertz is just a good tight end, a very good tight end.
0: Yeah, I want to ask you about Zach Ertz because he wasn't very good in this one. Uh, four catches for nine yards.
1: Well, that was the defense. That was a lot of the defense. They blanketed him because you know, the Eagles don't have any receivers. So obviously, and they didn't have Dallas Goddard either. So when when that happens, you're you're their best receiver, and you're not very athletic to to start off with. You don't you don't get any that many yards after the catch all your yards are through the air because once you get tapped, tack- once you get hit you're going down like there was a there was a play against seattle last year where oh my god like it just just or or against new york i think it, it just thinking about it just gets me upset it was a he was wide open on the on the side on the sideline and there was really like literally if he was, if he was run straight there was nobody in front of him there were two guys coming at an angle he, for some reason, he doesn't keep running straight. He goes to the side and doesn't go anywhere. He just, like, he like kind of, like, dives down instead of trying to get yards after the catch. Things like that is why Zach Ertz, and he can't block really that well. So, things like that is why I do not want the Eagles to pay Zach Ertz again. He already got his one contract. They need – I'm not going to say they need to trade him because teams know that we already have Dallas Goddard, so they're not going to give up a first-round pick for him. Um or maybe not even a second, but like Zach Ertz, I love you. You got the game winning touchdown, but dude, I'm, I'm, you know,
0: I, yeah, he, he's got to step up, man. Even, he, even, he you know, I'm sure the defense was focusing on George were, Kittle. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, they were double teaming him and well, and they have really good linebackers too. That's another thing. Drake, well, Drake Greenlaw and uh, I forget, forget the other one. Warner. Um, Fred Warner. They're two really, really good linebackers. And so yeah, their defense is much better than the Eagles defense in the in the back the back uh the back the back end of it. So yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree, but you know, at some point he's got to do he got to do a little bit more than that. Yeah, I mean they all, got to draw up some more plays or make get open yeah, or something. Yeah, he hasn't
1: really done anything all year.
0: Yeah, yeah, they got to get him involved somehow some so, way.
1: By Zach Ertz. I'm I'm you know, we can use you while while you're here. You're going to be great for us while you're here. But I do not want the Eagles to resign him to another big deal. I don't.
0: Yeah, at this point in their careers, you know, I'm I'm ready to say Dallas Goddard is the better tight end.
1: I'm not going to say he's better, but I'm going to say so. I'm 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 not going to go there yet simply because of how great Ertz was. I mean, Ertz caught 140 catches two years ago, so I'm not going to say that. Um, but. How old is he now? Uh I think he's 28, 29, 27.
0: Oh uh, yeah, he's
1: he's he's getting old.
0: So, so that's not really that old, but I I don't know. I'm I'm really high on Goddard. You know, he was a first round pick. I th- I think that it was a second. Know, without Zach High second was, round pick. High second. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, I I think without Zach Ertz there, he's gonna uh he's gonna start going crazy. We're gonna see some big games. He might put himself up in that, in that, well, at least like that Mark Andrews area.
1: I mean, if he's a number one tight end, I think he's already better than Mark Andrews, honestly. Like, just straight up talent, I think he's better than Mark Andrews. I think the Eagles have two top five tight ends based on talent right now. Um, Zach Ertz is 29 years old.
0: I might, I might take Zach Ertz out of that top five.
1: Maybe. Zach Ertz turns 30 on November 10th. So, yeah, I don't want him to get paid again.
0: He's out of the day. He, <laughs> he, he, I'm sorry. You know, he's, it's not quarterback. Like, you know, you lose a little bit of athleticism and you already weren't that athletic. It's over yeah, for him. Yeah. It's, it's going to be over for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has a, he's, had a, he's had a great career. Great, so. great career. Best Eagles tight end by far. Uh, yeah. But anyway, enough on the Eagles. They were first place. I'm happy. We were both wrong picking the 49ers. I mean, whatever. I'm 0 for 4 picking the Eagles. I don't even know my team. So, it's whatever. Uh,
0: <laughs> Pick against Alex when, when going
1: <laughs> with the Eagles. Uh, the Falcons traveled to the Packers uh, on Monday Night Football. They ended up being the second, the second of a doubleheader on Monday Night because the Patriots Chiefs got delayed a day for COVID. Um, but the Packers were seven and a half point favorites. We both picked them to cover. The Falcons are bad. The Packers are elite, and then that—that's pretty much what happened. And Aaron Rodgers is playing. Out, you know lights out like he like we're accustomed to with aaron Rodgers. so i mean julio jones he was struggling with that hamstring he got pulled out and calvin Ridley really didn't have a single catch jair alexander shut him down he's elite we gotta start talking about him as a top five cornerback if people aren't already uh so he's yeah pa- packers are fantastic right now and i'm i'm just gonna Apologize now for picking against them and not picking the picking them to win the division, thinking that they'd have a little regression. And clearly they, they have not.
0: Yeah, I would say um, you know, story of this game was tight end Robert Tanyan. Six catches for 98 yards and three big touchdowns. Uh you know, we could talk about Robert Tanya, but I'd rather talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's he's the guy that makes these things happen, yeah. you know. Next week it'll be who knows? It might be this Darius Shepherd guy who had right. two catches this week. Uh Aaron Rodgers is back to his old self. I'm I'm happy to say it. Uh he's been one of my favorite players. Yeah, me too. Uh he, you know, twenty-seven for thirty-three, three twenty-seven, four touchdowns, no picks.
1: Uh yeah, I think he has I think he has great. like fourteen touchdowns with no interceptions to start the season. Uh, that's incredible. Yeah, um, and he was in
0: his bag. Uh I, I forgot who
1: he was interviewing with, but uh, I, was in gonna, quote, I was about to bring that up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was talking about how, you know, he's had a couple down years, but his down years are most quarterbacks career years. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I thought it was funny for him to say that cause, you mean, know, it's, a lot of, a lot of guys won't come out and say that.
1: No, it's, it's the truth. It's, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. People get, you know, people get accustomed to greatness. It's just like LeBron. We're going to, No one's going to do what LeBron has done throughout his career and people are going to miss it. And, you know, the Aaron Rodgers had a couple down years for his standards. He wasn't putting up the the MVP numbers that he was putting up prior uh, and seasons prior. And now he is again. And now everything's, you know, all good and jolly for, for them. But when you have coaching turmoil and you have a new offensive scheme with new players, that's going to happen. So now that they have some consistency, here he is again.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, last year they were 13-3 and with a first-year yeah. head coach <laughs> in an Aaron Rodgers down year. So Yeah. Like, They're elite. We got to start putting some more respect on his name. They're,
1: they are definitely elite. Are they – all right, so who's better team in the NFC, the Packers or the Seahawks? That's tough right right?
0: now. Yeah, that's 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 tough. It's definitely between those two teams. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't think they play this year either because the 49ers won the division. So I think Green Bay plays San Francisco and not Seattle.
0: That'll be good. Um, you know, right now, as much as I I love what Russell Wilson is doing up there in Seattle. I'm going to go with the Packers just because their defense has their been defense better. Is better.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Jamal Adams is hurt. We don't know. I don't oh, yeah. know I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he played on Sunday, Uh, but I just – yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he he didn't play on Sunday if I remember correctly. All right.
1: So, just to to recap this week, I mean, don't really have to talk about the Falcons too much. They're 0-4. They're done. Uh, anyway. Yeah, um, their
0: offense looked a lot worse than I thought, though.
1: In this game at least. Yeah, well that would happen when Jair, Jair Alexander shuts down their best weapon when Julio is hurt. So
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about Julio moving forward too.
1: Yeah. He's been dealing with that hamstring for a while.
0: Yeah, it might be it's this might start to be the beginning of the end. You don't know, he's in that. his thirties now. I, I, I hope it's not. I hope, <laughs> it's not. I hope it's not. But we we gotta face these realities I know. sometimes. Right. You know, right. we gotta make decisions on the fly. I got him on a couple fantasy leagues. I'm, Me too. I'm making decisions now if I should be looking to move him or yeah yeah so
1: it's just to recap the week uh chris and i both went 10 and 5 on our picks this week bringing our our totals for because we didn't pick week one so our three week totals from weeks two to four i am 24 and 22 chris is 26 and 20 we've had some bounce back weeks after the horrid week two uh picks but as we learn chris said this before the show as we learn as the season keeps going, we're going to learn more and more about each team and expect, you know, we will know what to expect from each team now. So so expect
0: greatness, you know, <laughs> bet bet with our picks. Um, you know, I don't want to tell you to lose your money or anything. So, you know, we'll definitely bet with us because we're, we're going to be more better than 500. Yeah, I so, hope so. Yeah, hopefully, just, hopefully get you some parlays in there. Help just, you guys out a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just to – uh Recap, we're going to talk about – just going to list the top five offenses and defenses uh, through in terms of yardage. Uh, the Cowboys are number one offense. Then the Packers, Seahawks, Bills, and Chiefs. All four – four teams in there who are legit Super Bowl contenders, and then there's the one who has a bottom three defense in the league. So, uh, yeah, I feel bad for Dak Prescott and, and the Cowboy offense, but it is what it is. Just – yeah. But then the top five defenses – Colts, Steelers, 49ers, Bucks, and Giants. Now, granted, the Steelers have only played three games, but I, I don't think that'll change that much. I think they're going to be up in that top five throughout the season. So uh, the one team I am surprised to see there is the Giants, but they have played pretty bad teams and the Bears. Um, I, I forget who else they played. But uh, they held the Steelers to not too many points, and they held the Rams to 17 points. So, you know, uh, they're fighting, I guess, and – the, that New York team, but they're still a bottom two team in the league overall. So,
0: Daniel Jones is, is pretty bad.
1: He's surprising me. I thought he was going to be a lot better. He's like Haskins level bad right now. Hmm.
0: Actually, Haskins has better stats this year. Just, yeah, I saw I, that. I, I just I wanted that. to get that in there uh, yeah.
1: however I could before but, it changes. I've got some uh, quick takeaways to talk about real quick uh, after the first four weeks. Yeah, For me, obviously, being an Eagles fan, the fact that they are in first place is huge at one, two, and one. Now they've got the Steelers and the Ravens coming up after that, but uh, it's it's not looking so hot with the schedule right now, but uh, they're in first place and I'm happy about it. The Cowboys defense, we're talking about them, they're terrible. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Mahomes, they're on a completely different tier right now of quarterback play. Nobody's even close to them. If they're on tier one, everybody else is on like tier four. Uh, pretty much, I mean, Dak Prescott is probably in in the middle somewhere, but everybody below them are just—they're not very good. Tom Brady, I talked about his comeback. You know, he's gonna keep doing that if they go down. I think against teams that aren't that great, like the chart. I mean, the Chargers have potential to be very good, but they have defensive injuries and rookie quarterback. So, yeah. But I talked about Matt, Matt Patricia. He needs to go. I don't. You know, I think I don't care if it's the middle of the season. We have already seen one you know Bill O'Brien's gone definitely should have had pumped the brakes on the Cardinals like we talked about the 2 and 2 I don't know I don't know what to think of them now uh what moving forward are they an I, eight, I don't are they an 8 and 8 team or are they you know a 10 and 6 or I don't know what they are going to be
0: well I definitely don't think they're a 10 and 6 team I think you know they're going to be somewhere anywhere between 6 and 10 and 8 and 8 I feel like they're just going to be that team Wow you that, think they're
1: going to go wow okay
0: Anywhere in that range, you know.
1: Six and ten is pretty bad, though.
0: Yeah, it could happen, bro. Like, they, it, depending on who they play, you know, I haven't really looked at their schedule too hard. But well, I just I mean, don't think they're going to go better than, like, eight and eight. They're just not consistent, and they're young.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, and I already talked about the Bills uh, being, I think, having the best chance of being the Chiefs. So, uh, yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, in the AFC. But, you know, the NFC, I'd, I'd give it to the Packers right now.
1: So, if you had to do power rankings, who would you would you put the Chiefs at the very top, or would you put the Packers up there?
0: I'd put the Chiefs at the very top because you know they haven't lost a game; they're still Super Bowl champs, and I don't expect them to lose.
1: So, if you had to do a top five power rankings right now, who do you have after the, after a quarter of the season?
0: All right, I gotta make sure I'm not leaving anybody out here. But one one is Chiefs. Uh two, I would I would put the Packers. They've they've looked great offensively, defensively. Uh, the run game, Aaron Rodgers, everything about them has been very good. Um three is where it starts to get a little shaky for me. I I I think I gotta go with the Seahawks at three. Um their defense does scare me a little bit. Uh they're not they're just a little step behind the Packers right now. Then uh, after that, you know, the wheels started to fall off the wagon for me. Four, I would pr- I would probably take the Bills. Yep. Um, actually, that one's pretty easy too. I didn't. I was I almost forgot about them. They've looked great. And then five, uh, who could be five? I'm trying to think. Let me look at some of these teams. I- I'll get back to you at number five All in right, a so second here.
1: I'll give you my top five. So, I'll actually put the Packers above the Chiefs right now. I know it's kind of crazy, but Packers, Chiefs, Seahawks, Bills. It's, it's, and then, of course, it's, a, it's ludicrous. And then uh, you got to put the Ravens there. I don't see anybody else who's better than Baltimore right now.
0: The Ravens.
1: Um, yeah. maybe uh, Either them or, or the Buccaneers. But I'm, i the Buccaneers haven't beat anybody too impressive yet. So I'm going to put the Ravens there.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll give it to the Ravens. I definitely wouldn't give it to the Buccaneers. If anything, I'd probably go with the Steelers, but they haven't really played anybody.
1: Yeah. And and they've only played 3 like, games, so.
0: But I I I'm a big fan of the Steelers this year. You know, they got a good defense and I I think Big Ben still got it. I think he's I think he's always been a good quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll give our picks for that game uh coming up here in a few days. So, this but was yeah.
0: Let me let me summarize. What did I say? Chiefs, Packers, Seahawks, Bills, Bills, and Ravens. For yeah. now,
1: well, we agree Let's on everything see. except the top two. And really, it's a one A, one B thing for me right now. So
0: to Whatever. me, it's is one, and then, and then two is like <laughs> way down. <laughs> Nobody's passing the Chiefs.
1: I don't know. They look a little vulnerable this weekend. You know, never know with Cam Newton. You never know. Just saying. Yeah,
0: they just want to give some teams some hope, you know, make it, make it a little interesting. They can't just blow everyone out. It wouldn't be any fun.
1: But anyway, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up about week four or just the fo- football in general or anything?
0: Um, yeah, just a little bit of college football. Just want everybody to know that we are watching. Uh, I was thinking about going live last week talk about a little college football on Saturday night, you know, once some of the games wrap up. So, you know, if you guys want to see that, let me know, uh, hit, hit me up at the average sports nerds hit us up. Uh, I might start doing that going live either before the games on Saturdays or after the game Saturdays, just, just give us a new element here. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I could maybe go live or something and talk about the premier league a little bit, yeah. We'll think, we'll think of new things to keep talking about as we keep moving forward, for sure. But
0: Definitely. We want to keep it fresh.
1: Yeah. Uh, and with the sports world as it is right now, it's definitely fresh. The MLB playoffs are in full swing. I've not watched a single game, and I don't really care what happens. But, you know, it's part of sports, so we got to bring it up a little bit.
0: Um, I, I loosely follow the MLBs. It's been, it's been pretty intense. I, I like this new playoff format they got.
1: I don't even know what it is so I'm, I'm not even going to ask <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you got to this point we thank you for listening everybody if, yeah like Chris said go follow the Instagram at ever sports nerds and uh, have a good one yep and keep nerding it up